we have to have border security. We have to have a wall as part of border security. And I don't think we really disagree so much. I also know that, you know, Nancy's in a situation where it's not easy for her to talk right now. And I understand that. And I fully understand that. We're going to have a good discussion, and we're going to see what happens. Mr. But we have to have border security. Mr. President, please don't characterize the strength that I bring to this meeting as the leader of the House Democrats who just won a big victory. Elections but have me, consequences, Mr. Just, President. Let me just say, that's right. And that's why the country this. is doing so well. But well, the President is representing in terms of his cards over there are not factual. We have to have an evidence-based conversation about what does work, what money has been spent, and how effective it is. This, isn't about, this is about the security of our country, to take an oath to protect and defend. And we don't want to have that mischaracterized by anyone. And I we, agree with uh, that. No, no, I agree with that. We are co-willing. So let us have a conversation where we don't have to contradict in public the statistics that you put forth, but instead can have a conversation about what will really work and what the American people deserve from us at this uncertain time in their lives. One thing I think we can agree on is we shouldn't shut down the government over a dispute. And you want to shut it down. I, you no, keep no, talking no, no, about no. it. The last time, Chuck, you shut it down. No, no, no. And then you opened 20 it up times. very quickly. And 20 times. I don't want to do what you did. 20 but, times Chuck. you have called for, I will shut down the government if I don't get my wool. None of us have you said You want to know something? You've said okay, it. OK, you want to put that you on my You said it. I'll take it. Okay, OK, good. You know what I'll say? Yes, if we don't get what we want, one way or the other, whether it's through you, through a military, through anything you want to call, I will shut down the government. Okay, absolutely. Fair enough. And we I am disagree. proud, and I'll we tell you disagree. what, I am proud to shut down the government for border security, Chuck, because the people of this country don't want criminals and people that have lots of problems and drugs pouring into our country. So I will take the mantle. I will be the one to shut it down. I'm not going to blame you for it. The last time you shut it down, it didn't work. I will take the mantle Good. of shutting down. And I'm going to shut it down for border security. But we security. believe you shouldn't okay. shut it down. Thank you very much, everybody. Well, that went well. <laughs> the art of the deal. That's all I could keep. I just kept hearing the art of the deal. Oh, my gosh. That was, I tell you what, if you thought... Uh, that those press hearings and whatever they do to get in there, and that if you thought they were boring, brother, you just saw something that was totally, totally the antithesis of boring. Wow. That was something else. You know, I don't think I've ever seen that before. I was. I'm Iron Petrie, by the way, and this is my wife, Star. Welcome, oh, introductions later. Welcome to Culture <laughs> Convictions. <laughs> Let's talk about this video. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I laughed. I'm Man. not. I'm not even gonna fake the funk. I laughed yeah. so hard. When you sent this video to me, because yeah. I just thought to myself, "Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh my goodness!" I mean, it just—it was wow. Either, Elections have consequences. Yeah. Either you come away from that video thinking that Donald Trump is insane, just unhinged, just a, a president, just you know, all of that, mm -hmm. or you come away going, "You know what?" That's borderline genius, <laughs> you know, because what, yeah. what most people, you know, one of the things that I think what most people underestimate about politics is that many of those people in there do so much talking behind closed doors. They Perhaps. do so much dealing. Absolutely. They do so much and they come out in front of camera and everything and they act like mortal enemies. Yeah. But 
in the real truth of the matter is so many of them are more bedfellows than they are anything else. Absolutely. But with this president, with President Trump, though, he he is he has displayed and he has shown an absolute total distrust in the media. Yeah. And so while the cameras are there, while everybody's just sitting there su- supposing or supposed to be having, I guess, an amiable discussion or giving something for the press. I don't yeah, even know what the whole just, purpose of the whole thing was. It's like breadcrumbs. Yeah. You know, we're going to do something. Look at us together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so they get there and the thing starts to kind of get over into some, some realness. <laughs> you could tell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it started to get into oh, some realness. Wow. And all of a sudden now you're having a bit of a debate there. But at the end of the day, nobody can now come away and say anything about what anybody said in that video. Yeah, because Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer both agreed that they were yeah. for border security. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's exactly what he wanted to hear, from, hear them say. Exactly. You know? And it's out there now for everybody to see. Yeah. And it's open. It was guerrilla warfare. And I loved it. Because. <laughs> yeah. Because. No, I'm serious. It was that. Because they, they, were, they, were off, they were off their game. They didn't. Mm-hmm. He controlled the narrative, irregardless of what you may think about him. But he controlled the narrative. Right. Mm-hmm. And he kept hammering home that this is about border security. Mm-hmm. This is about borders. And meanwhile, Nancy Pelosi says, hey, Mr. President, you know, we want to have evidence based conversations, mm-hmm. you know, sort of like what we did with Obamacare, which was, you know, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. And we got to pass it before we know what's in it. Evidence based conversations. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Consider the source. But yeah. but I thought it was interesting that he owned it because mm-hmm. ultimately it's what he ran on. It's what he campaigned on. Let's yeah. just be honest. He campaigned on the fact that he was going to build a wall and it was going to be what baby? It was going to be a beautiful it's wall. It's going to be a beautiful wall. It's going <laughs> to be a great wall. And, and Mexico was going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, he's yeah. in a position now where he's got to show people the money yeah. and he's got to be able to say to his constituents and to, his, to the folks that voted, absolutely. Or that at least he stood up to them and said, Hey, I'll shut it down. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, he's going to have that sound bite forever yeah. that I, you put my name on it. Yeah. And, and like, like you said, it, it's, it seems wild and crazy, but it really is a tactic that I think just lays everything. It fillets everything out in the open. It did. You know, and, did. and you walk away from that going, oh, my gosh, you, you, you can either be put off by it because it's, it seems like a bunch of uh, petulant people in a room <laughs> or you can look beyond uh, that surface petulance and go, wait a minute, wait a minute. What is going on here? Because it, 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 it's almost as though he's pushing he pushed them to the brink. Mm-hmm. Right. And and in the event that we get this done, which needs to be done, which n- that never needs to be lost in the middle of all of this, is that border security. If you don't have security of your borders as a nation, what are you? You're not a sovereign nation. That's for sure. What in the uh, exactly what are you? So it's a very important uh, thing and it's a very important uh, thing that has to get done here pretty quickly because of what we've already seen transpire just here recently. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it's it was a real, like you said, it was guerrilla warfare, and he, he got it out there in front of everybody, and now nobody can really say anything. And if you don't trust the media, one of the ways you can get around them is just put it all on camera and have it right there for everybody to watch. I thought it was interesting how he said, you know, 
Nancy's not free to talk. At <laughs> She's not free to talk right now. And I understand that. I was just like, ouch, that's not, yeah. uh, it doesn't bode very well for her. And then of course she quickly said, hey, don't, don't, don't try to yeah. characterize, you know, what I'll do. But we all know, surely we all know, please mm -hmm. tell me, we all know mm -hmm. that, that these people will tell us to our face something totally different than what they're scheming and conniving and talking about in the back somewhere. Oh, no so doubt about it. if if we believe that our politicians are, are simply leading from the heart and caring mm -hmm. about the American people, we are sadly mistaken. We know that because we know that just simply by their own personal growth and wealth and and come oh, up yeah. as a result of public service. Exactly. So so obviously it's not just about the American people. It's. It's about themselves. I mean, oh, no doubt, no doubt about Every it. Every election is no about No doubt themselves. about it. Someone once said, you know, you won't understand politics until you first learn that politicians are not working to solve their own, your own, our problems. That's They're working right. to solve their own problems. That's right. And mainly the, the problem of being reelected or getting elected. Absolutely. Or in, in some way trying to maintain that level of influence and that, that position that they, they get into in the White House. And so, you know, like I said, man, I'm telling you, if we don't get serious about border security, this country is going to start to look a whole lot different. And it's already started in many ways. Oh, yeah. But it, it's it's a very important issue. It's very serious. And uh, the way in which he went about doing that, putting it out there in front of everybody, and they kind of getting into a little spat there. Hmm. You know, I'm, I'm like you. I, I didn't find it a, a problem with it at all. I, I did. I laughed. When I sent you that video, I was like, I, I knew you would eat it up. Well, I knew it. <laughs> I like knew you were going to love it. Politics compared to what, right? That that people mm -hmm. get very, uh, they become all puritanical about their politics mm -hmm. suddenly when things like this happen. Yeah. But it's like you do realize that that politics have devolved over a number of years. So, oh, yes. so this is not the first, what? What are we doing? I mean, this this is Donald Trump. This is the way he does it. But I also think it's it's, like I said, it's the art of the deal. It's yeah, that he, I, he I'm, I'm going to put you in a he position. Says, he says, it's transparency. It's transparency. <laughs> it's transparency the way I want it on my turf. Oh, my goodness. Under my circumstances. But I see um, why he gets under so many people's skin, oh, no especially doubt. in politics. No I doubt. see why he does. Now, I've, like you said, I've always maintained that, you know, my position when it comes to politicians, whether I voted for them or not, whether they are people that, you know, I care for or not, I'm going to always support the presidency. Right. And I'm going to support it with prayer the best way I can. Sure. Now, I'm not going to stand in agreement with any policies that I feel like are, are bad or wrong. But, um, you know, with him, so many people are finding it hard to even see any positive in this man. It's, it's almost as though if they see him coming, it's just, ugh. <laughs> I mean, they can't. They can't. The orange, the orange. Yeah. They <laughs> cannot tolerate his very existence. I mean, he is like he is like pariah. He is like a, a fungus. Or, or, or a virus or something <laughs> to people. But yeah. at the end of the day, we do not elect, uh, you know, most popular. We don't elect people for the sake of them being the most uh, amiable personalities. I don't know. <laughs> sometimes, well, we, we sometimes okay. do in our politics. Okay. But at the end of the day, we should be electing people for the results that are promised right. and for good policy making that is the best for all of us and for all Americans. So. Okay. Border security is one of those things, folks. Yeah. It I is mean, one of those things. It's it's gonna be interesting because mm -hmm. obviously these these conversations will continue oh, as yeah. as the House gets taken over by by the Democrats mm -hmm. and they take control and, and, and the Republicans. Well it's gonna retain, get interesting. 
retain their control <laughs> of the Senate. It's going to get real interesting. There's going to be a lot of, you know, push and pull, I'm sure. And it'd be interesting to see how many bipartisan bills they can actually pass. I mean, I don't know. I just Well, I mean, supposedly they're they're trying to come together on the prison reform or the criminal justice reform bill. Now, of course, we need to see the bill and know what's in it and, yeah. and know what's going on with it sure. uh, because you don't want to be, you know, people say, oh, we work together. And work together to put people on the street who are who are not supposed to be on the street or shouldn't be on the street. But at the same time, they're supposedly working together on that uh, and making a a bipartisan effort to get that passed. Well, whatever they do, at the end of the day, the only thing I have concerns about is the military and the deficit. Mm. (laughs) So stop spending money you don't have. Yeah, and and stop creating debt that's going to be. A burden for generations to come, not just not just the people who, mm. who are currently working and living and no paying taxes, but but for generations. So if they if they don't want to address those things, to me that's 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 why that legislative body is there. Mm-hmm. Then I think they're absolutely useless, and they should kick kick them all out. Mm. Wow, I'd love to see that happen. Just just clean house. Just like Noah, I would love just the just the waters to to rise up and push them all out. They see. <laughs> I'm not just saying anybody them. has to hurt. Just hurt. I'm them. just saying, just, just wash them all out. Just wash them all out, and just let's like flush them like a like toilet. I'm just being uh, honest. Just flush them. I'm just being honest. Okay. Well, there you have it. This is why my wife will never run for public office ever. Absolutely, I will not. <laughs> that, that will <laughs> okay, I got that. I don't know if anybody else did, but I got that. I know that reference. <laughs> But uh, but absolutely. Moving on, there's so much that is going on in the news, and so much that's going on this week, so much, uh, yeah. past week, and um, some really big things that have that have come out, and uh, things that kind of resonated with us that we wanted to talk about on our podcast today. One of them, of course, was this this meeting with uh, Donald Trump and everything that was going on. But there's some other stuff in the news uh, that that we thought was very very uh, appropriate to talk about on. On this yeah, one. I saw a story um, out of Virginia. A a teacher who had been in the school for about seven years um, was was fired after a school board mm-hmm. meeting um, because he would not call a a female student who was transgender was doing was wanting to transition to a a, a male um, by her personal what is it personal pronoun. identity pronoun yeah <laughs> uh, and because he he chose not to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, the school fired him. And so the question becomes, you know, this First Amendment, I mean, you know, if you're a, a man, you're a man. If you're a, a woman, you're a woman. But but then also, how does a school board, you know, find cause to, to fire a teacher who mm-hmm. for no other reason is being lambasted because he used, he said, don't let her walk into that wall. <laughs> yeah, like, and, and, and people what? people need to kind of know the, the story behind yeah. it too, because they were, what it was was this <clears throat> this this young lady was uh, had on some virtual reality glasses, mm-hmm. right, and and she was in the in the classroom walking around in the virtual reality glasses, of course, and in doing so, she didn't know where she was, and of course, she is transitioning, or or I don't, she hadn't transitioned, but was in the process of doing so. I, I right. believe is how the story goes. And so while she's wearing these these glasses, she's about to walk into the wall in the classroom and the teacher shouts out, don't let her walk into the wall. You know, and so he's trying to keep her from from doing that. Well, the young lady found that offensive because, of course, she's wanting to transition to being a he. Mm -hmm. 
And so this man uh, is a Christian. Yeah. And because of his Christian faith, he, he feels like it's a violation of his religious rights to be made to have to address her uh, as a he. But he does call her yes. by the him name. Yeah, by the, yeah, by by the, the him name. name. Yes. So, she, yeah, so she has a name. Mm-hmm. And he said, I will definitely call her by her name. Mm-hmm. And so he agreed to do that and was doing so. But when it came to this particular event, <clears throat> which more often than not, last year he had her, I think, in his class, mm-hmm. the year, the previous year. Mm-hmm. And he, of course, has been talking to her as a young lady that whole time. Right. Uh, and, but now this, this school year, she's in the, the transition. So now he's saying, number one, as a Christian, it violates his religious rights. But I think also just naturally, when, when you're used to saying something to somebody— and calling them by he or she, especially he or she, because that's that's more natural than even people's name, yeah. right? Uh, it's not going to just go away overnight, right. especially not in a moment where you're trying to stop something from happening. Right. And so uh, the young lady was offended, and they brought it up. The school board quickly jumped all over it. Yeah. And uh, this man is no longer... Uh, employed by the school and it should be it should be said though that the principal had brought him in before and mm-hmm. and addressed this issue of him using the pronouns okay? yeah but 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 really the the sad thing is that they they did nothing in in assisting the students right that that this mm-hmm. this really is the school board is there to serve the student body and those students yeah. should be should be taken care of in a, in a way that creates an environment of of equity but also creates an environment based on reality and and we can't throw reality out out just because we have personal feelings or wants because i'm sure that young lady will walk into other places and people might not use him the proper pronoun no so so i mean to the teacher's credit and he says as much that, that there's nothing for him personal or not that he dislikes the student or mm-hmm. wanted to do anything to embarrass the student. The only thing was, you know, for me personally, I'm not going to go that far. Yeah. You guys can go as far as you want to, yeah. but for me, I'm just going to I'm going to respect the name change mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting cuz we're going to have more we're going to have more cases like this. We're going to yeah. have more instances like this because this is the world that we have created. Yeah. You know what I mean? This this ridiculous world we've created yeah. so let's let's play the video to give you all some more backstory and then we'll come back and talk about it courts out of west point virginia that's where a teacher who refused to recognize a transgender student has been fired our brendan king has been following the story for us all evening brendan what can you tell us about the situation yeah it was a long hearing i can tell you that tonight's hearing was an inside look into a personnel matter that's most often behind closed doors but the teacher in danger of losing his income asked for this public hearing Hours later, he received an outcome that he pretty much dreaded. And even higher than my family ranks my faith. Like reading a sermon out of the good book. I hope you perceive the absurdity of this. This West Point High School French teacher fights to save his job. We are here today because a specific worldview is being imposed upon me. The proceedings Thursday were a trial of sorts, absent of a courtroom, including a swearing-in of witnesses, like the teacher in question, Peter Flaming. And during this eight-eight period in mid-October, I had four or five students in my classroom. The school board says Flaming violated their non-discrimination and harassment policies 
when he refused to call a rising ninth grade transgender student who identifies as a male as he and him, telling the principal back in October. I've had a slip up and he went on to describe what had happened. He goes, um, the student was participating in an activity, uh, almost walked into a wall and I yelled out, stop her. And by failing to follow the directive, he was therefore discriminating and therefore creating a hostile environment. The teacher's lawyer argues that his client cannot be forced to say something that violates his conscience and his beliefs as a Christian. The public hearing started at 3 and five hours later. All in favor. Aye. A unanimous decision. Vlaming was let go. The fact that I'm being asked to adopt a new ideology on who we are as humans. I asked the sole provider of his wife and four young children, a teacher at West Point for nearly seven years. Was this worth it? Was this fight worth it? There are some hills that are worth dying on. The school system says this was textbook discrimination, treating one student different than another. Meanwhile, Vlaming's picture is already off the school website. He has just 10 days to appeal. Candace. So, textbook discrimination. Mm. Because when I think of discrimination, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't call that textbook. I would, I would assume that discrimination would require some level of intent, mm. an intent to harm, an intent to put someone at a disadvantage, mm -hmm. an intent to embarrass, mm -hmm. right, or defame someone. That's not what this was. Mm -hmm. This was stop her because <laughs> she's getting ready to walk into the wall. Yeah. If anything, it's it's a teacher showing concern. He could have just said, well, she get on my nerves anyway. Let her walk into the wall. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he showed concern for that student and, and treated that student, I'm assuming, how he would treat every other student if they were in that situation. Yeah. But as he said, just the the want for the school board to to impose, impose this idea of his his wrongness. Mm -hmm. In a situation that, again, like I said, there was no in, there was no intent to harm or 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 cause this this young lady or young man uh, a problem. Well, you know, for me, you, you you've got some issues here where I think if you if you're going to say a man has a conscious constitutional right when it comes to his freedom of religion, mm -hmm. his conscience, his faith. But then you're going to say evidently that this young lady has a right to be called a man or to be a man. Mm -hmm. Bringing up this whole subject of transgenderism and all of, all of those things. A ninth grader. Uh, in, the, in the ninth a grade. A ninth grader. A ninth grader. <laughs> right. So it's kind of like whose rights, whose right is right? <laughs> and who has a right in that, in that particular situation? Yeah, I mean, you, you have to, and this is the problem with with all of this kind of stuff, is because at the end of the day, it comes across as is not even being based on rights. Mm -hmm. It's kind of based on what people feel like at the moment, mm -hmm. and whether they want to create an ideological silo that where they want everybody to see things a certain way, and if you don't see it that way. Then you're gonna get you're gonna get axed, mm -hmm. you know. And so, the school board and all of them they take no time getting rid of this man. They take no time to look at it from the perspective that you looked at it, which is to me is 
absolutely the correct way to see it, that discrimination is not just a slip up of the tongue. <laughs> if, if that were the basis of textbook discrimination, a lot of people would be in trouble. A lot of people would be in trouble. <laughs> Every day. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, but like you said, it, it requires intent. We're, we're talking about someone intentionally trying to, to hurt or defame or to keep down or to, to keep someone from uh, opportunities or what have you. But when you're talking about a situation like this, it looks to me like just people seeking ideological conformity. And the whole thing about transgenderism, this whole this whole book that's been opened now mm-hmm. <laughs> and this mm-hmm. whole this whole thing mm-hmm. is that it it's coming across as more or less a campaign to gain affirmation for a lifestyle than it is rights equality or tolerance right it's more like not only are you going to acknowledge it you're going to like it. You know what I mean? You're going to affirm it. Sure. You're going to speak well of it. You're and I and I'm going to hold you under a gag order as long as I have to. And 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 you're going to absolutely you're going to you're going to really approve of this. And so it, it's also it's also a backslap to Christianity and the Christian faith because you very rarely see this kind of thing happening with people of other faiths. If if he were if he were a Muslim. Mhm. And he chose not to use that personal identity pronoun. Would we? Would we have? We'd even, be in. We'd be in a pickle. <laughs> at, we'd, we'd be in a tight spot, Jack. We'd be in a pickle, we'd be wouldn't in a we? Tight spot. Would we be in a pickle? But because it's the Christian, the turn the other cheek, WWJD Christian, right? <laughs> They're supposed to sit here and capitulate and kowtow to every mainstream idea. Yeah. left liberal idea yeah. that it ever comes down the pipe. But listen, you know, you sent an article to me, um, a, a professor, you know, like the chief or head of psychiatry at Johns Hopkins, John Hopkins yes. who talked about how 70 to 80 percent of the folks who go through these these phases of wanting to 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 transition yeah. or, or be identified as a as as the opposite sex change their mind. As they get older. So, yes. so, so, so you're talking about a ninth grader who doesn't even know anything about the world. You're in the ninth grade. You're what ninth do you grade. know? You know absolutely nothing. And I, and I think that the, the greater concern to me is the lack of, of intellectual honesty yes. and honor from the people who are supposed to be adults in the room. Yeah. I mean, hello. No can doubt we, can about you it. find one adult at that school? Just, to, just can you find an adult on the school board? If I was a parent... If mm-hmm. I was a parent and my child went to that school, I'd say, you know what? I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. And I'm about to run for school board myself because I'm yeah. not going to have a bunch of spineless, mm-hmm. uh, unnecessary human beings sitting up there voting for, yes. me, for me Yes, in my stead. And, and, and by all accounts, and, and people can go back and look at this and look at some of the backstory and Google it and find it. But by all accounts, the man has a stellar record as a teacher. Yes. That he's not some crazy person some boogeyman yeah i mean he's got <laughs> students coming out in support of him there were people standing outside uh, students standing outside in support of him um, he he's not this <laughs> he's not some just rotten guy yeah. and not only that like you said he's taught the young lady slash boy or whatever however they want to be addressed the previous, previous year. year 
with no issues, obviously, because I'm sure that would have been brought up had there been oh, issues. Oh, there there definitely been issues. So, but but see, and this is the thing, like you said, everybody is so cowardly that people people are just they're ridiculously and these people cowardly. are there to protect your children. That's yeah. the scary thing. And, right? and you're exactly no. right because nobody is even talking to or I, I, well, maybe they're not making it public talking to the actual student body and what how they view this and how they see it because they're saying he creates a hostile environment well have you have you created a hostile environment in getting rid of a teacher that people many of the students saw no fault in well you know because now you put every person you put every student growing up in a christian home you put you get you put every every kid you put even other teachers who are probably too scared to say anything they're just gonna sit there and chalk and walk the chalk line you know mm-hmm. they ain't gonna say nothing, but students and, and kids you've put every one of them who may hold the same view, who may know this person even intimately from the standpoint of being a student with them and maybe went to school with them for several years, you put them in a position to say, okay, they're almost bullied into saying you know well gosh I I. You know, I feel the same way that Mr. Vlaming felt. And, you know, what do I do with it? Right. You know what I'm saying? And so, but nobody cares. Nobody See, the school cares. board doesn't care. And, you know, in, in a lot of these institutions, and I've said this to you before, whether it's the school, whether it's in business, whether it's in politics, any anywhere, a lot of these institutions are so quick to when something like this happens, to jump out in front of it. And hurry up and, and move into the posture of preemptive surrender. Absolutely. Yeah, you know what I mean? But that's Be, a lack of leadership. It's, it's a, a lack of leadership. It's a lack of honor. But they, they move into that posture really quickly because any attention creates usually more attention. Sure. And a lot of times these institutions do not want an eye turned to them on anything because they know themselves. They don't want anybody looking any further than, than, that. W- than that issue. Correct. You know what I'm saying? And so... It's hard to really stand up and have clarity when you got a lot of dirt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is it, people won't do it. They won't stand up for things. They won't. They won't think clearly. They won't because they can't. Yeah. It's kind of like it's too risky. Yeah. And so in this particular case, I don't know that school district. I don't know that school board. I don't know anything about them. But all I'm saying is that what I have noticed far too often is that cowardice is usually a result of people trying to shy away from much attention mm-hmm. so they go ahead they put that man's head in the guillotine they chop it off and they go on about their business absolutely. hoping that appeases those who might take some interest absolutely you know what i'm saying and so it's it's cowardice 101 but it's also us in this country moving away from absolutes and getting into this uh calling our own balls and strikes Mm because this is the type of game you play yes you do when you start calling your own balls and strikes this is what the thing turns into well that was an interesting story and so uh, what was also interesting is the kevin hart i'm the oscars (laughs) host yay uh yeah, no, nah, I'm not going to post the <laughs> And all of that in like a matter of like very 24 similar. hours. Yeah. It's like, what is going Very on? similar to this story. And I don't care about the Oscars or have any vested interest in what they do over there. But I did think it was interesting mm-hmm. that, that, that Kevin Hart's situation, again, surrounded uh, an LGBT uh, issue. Yeah. Um, when he was named the host, I guess someone at a particular publication, I can't remember what the publication was, mm-hmm. but a reporter um, started digging up old tweets. 
And just as an aside, I'm just telling people, you know, how many times does this have to happen until people learn? If I make Kevin Hart type money, I'm hiring somebody to go and clean up my Twitter. <laughs> I just am. That's my own insurance policy to myself. Congratulations to me. Yeah. But it, it to me, it only makes sense that if, if people are going to if people go, are going to go back in time, six years, seven years, eight years, whatever it may be, and bring that up as a as a means to to stop you from being able to have an opportunity now i think that's really shady but if but if the world is going to play to that Mm -hmm. then you have no other recourse than to protect yourself from it but nobody's going back into the history of anybody's tweets or facebook posts seeing if they've said anything derogatory or demeaning about the christian faith oh surely not they could have uh, they could have peed on jesus name absolutely they've done it Oh yeah, posted it and, and, and done all kinds of crazy things. Yeah. They could have, they could have taken the cross and made all kinds of defaming, ugly stuff. They called art, mm-hmm. but nobody is going to go back into the files and say, "Well, I'm sorry, what you said about Christian people, what you said that offended people of the Christian faith." We just can't tolerate. We it. just can't tolerate that, and I'm sorry, Kevin. But you're not going to be able to host the Oscars tonight because we, we're just going to have to have a little more tolerance and sensitivity. Yeah. But, you know, the other funny thing is in the predicament that they that ABC and, and, and the Oscars have put themselves in is, is this idea of, you know, what is comedy and who gets to define it? Yeah. In that in that. I mean, they talk about everybody <laughs> in, in that if, if if I don't like a particular comedian's approach or, or mm-hmm. material. I, I don't listen to said comedian. That's right. I don't, I don't try to stop him from doing his bit. That's right. I just say I'm not interested. I don't pay tickets for it. I don't watch him on pay-per-view. I don't watch him on Showtime, whatever, however it may be. So the idea now that, that, that they're kind of out there identifying his issue is funny because nobody nobody said anything about Jimmy Kimmel and the videos that came out with him, you know, and that woman and his inappropriate gestures oh, no. and and whatever that he did with that woman even in though it was the the time of the of the yeah. me too the oh, yeah. the women are coming out and, and you know it so it's a double standard no doubt about it big time and double standard. and good for kevin hart for just saying you know straight up i don't like i ain't doing it well i mean the man is like, like you said the man has come out and he has apologized for these things before right. he's had to address these things before right. and and so, uh, you know, I do. I applaud him for saying, you know, I'm just not going to keep saying it over and over and over again. I'm, I'm, you it gets know, old after a while. It does get old after a while. Like, but it should be eye opening to people. It, it goes back to something I said also again. When it comes to the LGBTQ movement, we're going to have to get honest about the fact that it's not about tolerance. It is not about being tolerated. We use that word tolerance, and that is the that is the wrong word. <laughs> tolerance is not what people want. Tolerance is dealing with capacity for dealing with something that is unpleasurable. Mm-hmm. That's tolerance. Mm-hmm. Okay, so tolerance is I'm going out to eat with you and you get on my nerves. Yeah, I'm going to tolerate Say, how that. did you enjoy, enjoy dinner? I tolerated it. <laughs> Why? Because I wasn't pleased. Mm-hmm. That's tolerance. Tolerance means I'm not pleased. So we're not wanting tolerance because you get that. You get all people putting uh, people tolerate things all the, all time. the time. What we want is lifestyle affirmation. Yeah. We want you to like it. You're going to check the box. Yes. You're going to put the thumbs up. You're going to put the like next to my choice of life in the way I'm, and you do not have a right 
to anybody else's affirmation. Mm. You're not entitled to it. That is not constitutional right. That's not a biblical right. That's not a human (laughs) right. You don't have a right. It's not right. It's not right. (laughs) You do not. You do not. You're not going to get everybody's like, right? And so that's the thing about it. People want, they they want this, and this is the thing that's being forced upon uh, the rest of society in so many ways to where comedians can't, do certain things, say certain things. Teachers have to behave a certain way. People in movies. I mean, it's it's gotten to the point where people don't know what they can do and what they can't do, what they, what they can say, can't say. Yeah. And you drive down the productivity and the output in every industry Everything. with this kind of foolishness. It's, it, and it's like you said, it's the in particular or, or the very particular choosing of, you know, Christian people when it comes to these incidents. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and that's the want, no doubt. And the want to always make Christianity is the boogeyman. Yeah. You know, and, and we're the people that the haters. are intolerant. And I don't know where, the where dogmatic. Kevin Hart stands on this. His, his issue was different yeah. in that he's getting ready to address a body of people who think they're the most tolerant people on the planet. <laughs> Right. So for them, it's like, oh, I'm so offended because I just, you know, I love everybody. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's having to he's having to, to deal with that. But but it, it's one of those things that that makes you just, you know, Lord, even so. Come on, Jesus. Because you don't because how, <laughs> yeah. how do you get how we're going? We're going so far that it's going to take it's going to be a supernatural, radical move of God that just completely shakes this country to its core yeah. or it's going to be us ripping and tearing each other apart no because, doubt. because we have chosen to believe that we can think something greater yes. than the creator. Yeah. And we just, we can't do it. It's impossible. I wanted to play the, the, the Kevin Hart video, but I don't really think, I don't think we need to. I think people yeah. have, 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 have seen it. And mm-hmm. if you've been on his Instagram or whatever, then, then, then you've heard it. But I do think it's, it's unfortunate that anybody has to, has to pony up some mea culpa about what they did years ago. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to have to keep apologizing for stuff that I did. I mean, that no different if married. You know, if you keep bringing mm-hmm. up stuff that I did oh, two no. years ago, eventually I'm going to have to say. Once you've addressed yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm not going to address it again. You're done with yeah. it. You're done I'm, with it. And you don't owe anybody anything beyond your apology. Beyond your, absolutely. You know, if you've apologized for something, if you've asked for people's forgiveness for a thing, because it, it, it brings to bear the imperfection in all of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons why forgiveness is something that it, it, is a, it is a virtue, but that's one of the reasons why forgiveness is so preeminent so in Christianity in and preeminent in your own life, period, yeah. right? Yeah. Because it, it, it brings to bear all of our imperfection that no matter how wonderful of a person you think you are, you're going to need to be forgiven because you're probably going to make a mistake, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And you're, and you're going to make a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And so once you come out and you do that, if you're Kevin Hart and you've spoken about it and said what you need to say about it, you owe nobody else anything. Yeah. You know, and so and not only that, you know, if you're doing your your vetting necessary when you're putting up these hosts, how does not anybody already know that before <laughs> you even put out the invitation? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How does I not, know. you know, how does how does that fall through the cracks? You already you already knew these things. So why even put the invitation out there just to rescind it? Did you do that for a public appeal too? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Just to make it look like you're really, really doing your job to especially, vent this stuff. Especially like somebody said, the, the fact that it it's an ABC broadcast. They they already have the Roseanne Barr issue yeah. with, with Twitter and posts and comedians. So it's kind of like, you know, why wouldn't you do your due diligence and oh, say, yeah. Kevin, you know, we'd love to have you. You're, you're super funny, but uh, yeah, no, we can't yeah, do it. Instead of not making it a big public issue and dragging his face out there and dragging him through that whole situation, mm-hmm. you know, and, and of course, like I say, he, he seems to kind of have brushed it off. Like, you know, I'm moving on. He's too much money to care. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, He's care. moving on about his business. But at the same time, you didn't have to pull him out and do him like that. When, if you really are doing your due diligence, don't you know this ahead of time? You already know when you look on the list of people you want to have to host to say, okay, well, let's check him out and see if we can really extend that invitation yeah. instead of making it so public. But we know nobody watches the Oscars anyway. So who cares? Right. I That's mean, true. seriously, like at the end of the day, nobody's crying. Kevin's not crying. He makes more money probably traveling the mm. world and, and, and doing, you know, sold out arenas or whatever. So this yeah. is not a big issue. Um, <laughs> no, not for him. But it but it is but it does speak to, like you said, this this want for everyone to yes. to to make you capitulate. You will oh, capitulate. Yes, you're you will do it. you will say you're sorry. And in fact you're gonna turn around and say, not only that you're sorry, you're gonna say, I love, I love homosexuals. Yes. I love homosexuality. It's like you're what, gonna have to affirm what it. do you want from me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. And and do you have a right to demand? that from me it's not to say that we don't love people i don't want people to to talk no. about that but what i'm saying is you, you you again this this want to pull affirmation out of everyone that you meet yeah speaks speaks more so of your own of the whole that's on the inside of you you know what i mean I, yeah. I, i'm i'm reading a book by by ravi zacharias and one of the things he talks about is is this idea of when when we are without God, we you know of course obviously we're we're without purpose and, and we're without life. But this idea now in our society is that everything is self-aggrandizing, right? That everything is about me. Yeah, I live my truth. Yeah, and I find my way and I I make my way. Um, but he talks about how that move from self-aggrandizement goes right into entitlement. Yeah, and that's exactly what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. That that I believe that my way now needs to be inf- affirmed, and I'm entitled yeah. to that yes. affirmation. And you're going to give it to me. You're going to give it. But but the consequence of that is that now, by any means necessary, I'm going to procure that that entitlement that I that I want that mm-hmm. I set out to have. And I don't care if that tramples your First Amendment right. Oh yeah. I don't care if that tramples this right or that right of that you have your God, your Bible, your whatever. I don't care. Yeah. I want to go after that thing that I said I wanted. Because yeah. it makes me feel better. Yeah. And and this is the world that we have created because we've told everybody and affirmed everybody that you are so special. And whatever little Timmy wants to be, Timmy can be. Yeah. Well, that's a lie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, yeah. but Timmy came here with a blueprint. Yeah. Timmy came here already with a DNA and yeah. he's and he's built to serve a certain purpose. And if Timmy wants to buck the system and he doesn't want to follow that purpose, mm-hmm. that does not mean that the system is a problem. Doesn't yeah. mean that the formula no. is the problem. That means that Timmy is gonna have to just, you know, he's gonna have to kick rocks. He's gonna have some issues. And even if Timmy bucks the system and decides to put forth all of his effort to develop the type of skills necessary to achieve the life he wants and do what he wants, uh, if he doesn't get those results, it ain't nobody's fault. It's nobody's fault. That's you know it. what I mean? That's and it. that's and that's one of the things like uh Thomas Sowell wrote his book uh many years ago. Uh, the vision of the anointed, mm-hmm. and I think the byline or the other the subtitle of it was self congratulations. Yeah, was as a foundation for public policy. Yes, and that's really that's it, exactly what today that, is. That's that's what today is yeah. is that we are really into a very self, like you say, self aggrandizing, self congratulating, selfish mode. And and 
And I always always resort back to this analogy because it's so true. And it, because as a kid, I grew up playing sports a lot of times. Uh, I played sports in school when I was young in middle school, but I also played a lot of sports that was what you call street ball. I mean, we just get together and play anyway, football and basketball, right? And in those games, there was no official. There was nobody officiating. So you called your own fouls in basketball. You called your own balls and strikes in baseball. Oh, yeah. You know, you did. You, That's you, how those heated arguments started. Yeah. yeah. That was Every, a foul. That was a foul. Sooner or later, <laughs> sooner or later, when there is no objective voice, mm-hmm. there is no objective voice to give the law, the rules, the absolutes, somewhere that play is going to get real serious Absolutely. because it's going to degenerate down into an argument or a fight because they're going to be competing arguments about what's a foul, what's a ball, what's a strike, what's a this, that was no foul. I don't see no blood. You didn't get fouled. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was right. going to be something because now we subjected everything to personal interpretation, which is influenced by greed. Exactly. My want. My want. My my what I'm after. Yeah, exactly what I'm after. So the thing just just blows up. Mm. And I've and I I've been there and I've seen fist fights (laughs) and I've seen everything break out as a result. That's where we are. Because we want to move away from absolutes and start calling out our own balls and strikes. Mm -hmm. And this is what you get. You get a society that is just chasing its tail. Yeah. And 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 losing it. Yeah. I mean, losing it in so many ways when a man can't be on the Oscars for being a comedian, basically. Because <laughs> just like, uh, I believe it was Nick Cannon who came in and then oh, starts, yeah, he he sure starts laying out all of these these, these past tweets and these, this information. These, these white comics, yeah, white, white of, female comics of, who we're talking about. Exactly. Homophobia. Of white female comics making homophobic jokes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay. You know, he's just kind of threw that out there like, what are we going to do with it? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, it is a double standard. And at the end of the day, it is all about a push, as you say, for self-congratulation, self-aggrandizement. But it's this entitlement people think they have to be affirmed. To be affirmed. Oh, you have no right (laughs) to be affirmed. Mm-mm. I'm serious. This has to be shouted from the housetop, man, mm-hmm. because you don't yeah. live like you want. Do what you want. Pursue what you want. Yeah. But you have no right to my like, to my thumbs up, to my smiley emoji. You don't have any right to that. That's right. You know what I'm saying? And if I say, uh, I don't I don't think that's I don't cool. Dig that. yeah, I don't dig it. I'm not into that. it. I'm not with it. Yeah. So you can't get upset. That's not discrimination. That's not that's not an ism. You know what I mean? That's preference being expressed. And that's also the basis for now tolerance, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because once again, tolerance is not born until there's a displeasure. You're not tolerating what you love, (laughs) you know. And so we're so backwards and we use these terms and we throw them out there and we 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 try to make everybody bow down and worship at the shrine of these words. But they don't they lack so much definition and so much clarity. And so so many people like the schools and everybody's capitulating to it. But it's time for people to have a little backbone. And as you said earlier, some integrity. But we can't we can't have that without us coming to the table and saying, 
who told us what integrity is? That's right. Who taught us what honor is? And no nobody doubt. wants to have that conversation, which is why it's much easier to just say, oh, well, you should do you. Yeah. You know what I mean? If Like, yeah. if you want everybody to love you, they should love you. Yeah. And I don't know why people don't love you. Yeah. Well, people just don't love you. And that's okay. They don't owe you that. They don't owe they you don't that. They don't owe you that. So, so we really, especially for Christian people, because, you know, you and I, and quickly, we talked about the Lauren Daigle yeah. dust up and 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 mm-hmm. her being put on the spot and asked a question about about homosexuality yeah. and her and her kind of you know given that uh, it's all gray to me yeah um we we as christian people and this is not a dig at, at lauren at, at all uh, you're put on the spot and yeah. and obviously your first your first want is to make sure that you're not spun in a way that makes you look yeah. uncaring or, or demeaning exactly. or brash. So I, I get how that can be difficult. Mm-hmm. But I also think part of our issue is the fact that we as a church collectively don't mm-hmm. speak clearly about these issues. No. Because if we collectively spoke clearly about the issue, we would then show the people that are out front, the people who have platforms, mm-hmm. that they have some backing. Yeah. Because we as believers it would, are on the It would be page. harder for the left and the secular world to cherry pick and One, shoot at yeah, people. Correct. There, there yeah. you go. There you know, you go. because yeah. you've you've got all of us standing here saying, no, we speak the exactly. same thing. We're saying but the see, same thing. But that, that's the way the body was supposed to work. That's the way Christianity is supposed to be. Sure. That's how it's supposed to be. Mm. But, we got, but we got so many people with so many interpretations and so much muddled hybridization. Mm. <laughs> I mean, there's so many hybrid beliefs and you know what I mean when I say hybrid. Yeah. I'm talking about the I'm talking about some genetically modified faith. <laughs> I'm serious, some GMO gospel because it's like everybody is just meld, melding all this stuff together and trying to come out with this modern thing that's going to be relevant and palpable and hopefully prayerfully influential to change somebody's life. And and elevating love as though it's an open-ended allowance for everything for anything. and anything, Correct. as though love is not married to truth, <laughs> you know. And 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 we've yeah. got to, like you said, as Christian people, in love, speak the truth in love, Correct. but begin to speak the same thing and not be afraid to do so. But if we don't believe the Bible, then we might need to read, look at our definition of Christian. I mean, I'm just being real. Mm. At, at the end of the day, oh. if we're not going to oh. if we're not going to stick by the book, then you need to take a different title. Yeah. Call yourself something else. That is. You know heavy. what I mean? I'm a quasi Christian. I like that. I'm a qu- I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm in. I'm out. I'm cold. Yeah. I'm hot. I'm kind of just in the middle somewhere, and I'm not exactly sure that the Bible is everything you need to know about the world. Say that. That's and at it. least we can all under, yeah, exactly. understand where we stand, and yeah. th- and that's part of my issue that we don't. In this mm. day and age, we equivocate far too often things that, that do not and should not be relinquished, things yeah. that should not be soft and cushy, things that are very much. Yeah. And, it, and, and I'm not talking about sin. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about right standing. I'm talking about, I'm talking about grace. I'm talking uh, about the fundamentals of faith yeah. that, that really identify what we believe. And if we yeah. can't come together on those issues, then Lordy, I mean, what are we... Yeah. Well, just take the crosses off the buildings. Just you know what I mean. Like we don't need to do all that because uh, yeah, we mis- we're misrepresenting him. And I feel you, and that's I, unfortunate. I feel you, and it, and and specifically because of the particular subject matter we're talking about now, which is sex, sexuality, transgender, LGBTQ. What this conversation is about specifically here, 
If there is anything crystal clear in Scripture, it is God's perspective, his view, his design when it comes to sexuality. No doubt. No doubt about it. There is not a gray verse of Scripture Mm -mm. around human sexuality Mm -mm. in Scripture. It is very plain. Very plain. It is very blunt. It is one of the reasons why there's very little reference to Scripture by Christians when asked about it. Mm -hmm. Everybody falls back on love. Yeah, nobody because, says Romans 1. Because love is like a shield. It's like, I'm, I'm going to throw this up here, and whatever you're asking me, I'll just kind of bounce over to ping, ping, I'll ping it off yeah. by just saying we just need to love everybody. And mm. nobody ever questions whether or not we should love. We know that is that is numero uno. That mm. is the commandment. That is everything. That's law and profit. Right. Love, but but it's not just love my neighbor. It's loving God. It's got to love God. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it's, a, and and it's respecting... First. It's respecting his law and his rule and his way. And so for us as Christians, getting back to speaking the same thing we have to. and getting back to addressing this subject of sexuality very clearly, mm-hmm. not in hate. And it ain't hate. Like I say, they, they, people label things hate just because they don't agree with it. It's, yeah. it is, it's not hateful. It's uncomfortable. Let's just be honest. Yeah. You don't want to hear it. And so... These are the things that we have to kind of gather, you know, what is it? Marshal the troops <laughs> mm-hmm. and say, look, guys, if the Bible is clear, let's speak clearly. Let's be clear. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. If it's clear, let's, let's speak clear, be clear. And, and do it in love. Do it in much grace, but be clear and don't move mm-hmm. and don't move. Mm-hmm. And if you want to know how change is going to happen, that's how it happens. It happens mm-hmm. from people who find truth and virtue and they don't move. Mm-hmm. It's a Rosa Parks. Mm-hmm. Not going to move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's somebody who's just not going to move because they're standing on a truth. And uh, as long as we keep sliding around, like, like we all coded in Vaseline yeah. over these things, we're not going to see the changes that we really and desire I, to see. Can I just say that, that like you said, I mean, love is, is critical, but, but love is also, Love is also standards and requirements. Mm-hmm. There are requirements that you and I have in our marriage. No doubt. I about love it. you, but I'm not going to let you just do anything and no vice way. versa. No way. Just like you love me, but you're not going to let me no. do whatever I want when I want how I want. That's not how that's not how love works. And so, I, I, again, I want to say this, that I'm not I, I don't want to come off as though I'm demeaning the church because no. that, that's not it. But what I am saying is that. We have to take hold of what we say Christ has taken hold of us for. Yes. Right? And, yes. In, and in doing so, we find the boldness to speak clearly. In doing so, we find the grace to speak with love, mm-hmm. but also balance with truth and grace. Yeah. And we're able to then make an impact with people. But we cannot make an impact with people if we feel unsure or seem unsure about the very subject. Or when people go to Christian websites, mm-hmm. they're, they're scrolling Christian websites and they're like, oh, wait a minute. Wait, y'all believe that? Yeah. What do y'all really believe? I mean, if no one can locate you, then how are how are they? How can Christ be lifted up? Because He said no. He would draw men unto Him. So yeah. it's not even about us. Mm-hmm. But 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 we have to we have to speak the same things. Yeah. For goodness sake. We have to do it, man. That was good. That was real good. You might be a preacher. No, no, no. <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that out there. 
But anyway, listen, thank you guys for tuning in to Culture and Convictions. We're going to wrap this up for now, but we are just getting started. We will see you next time on another episode of Culture and Convictions. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this video. Absolutely. Uh, and we'll see you next time.